0: Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. It's time for Week 8 in the National Football League. I'm joined by Bill in Florida once again. And Bill, the one thing I will say, the more they play the games, the less I seem to know. What a crazy start to the season. Your thoughts so far?
1: It's been an awesome season, I think especially if you're fading me. I think you've made a smart decision there. Um, you know, the bell of the ball, the the, mid, the the clock finally hit midnight and the Atlanta Falcons turned into a pumpkin. But if it was easy to do this, it wouldn't be any fun. We would be right all the time. And like I said, if you're fading me, you're probably well, better off than I am right now. <laughs> but uh, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Well, I needed Atlanta to uh, turn into a pumpkin again, because I was head to head last week with the Bengals there. And I finally got revenge against you after you got to talk trash after the previous week. So that felt good for me. And that was my only winner last week. It was a tough week. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Week seven results of the national football league. It was a juice week. I wish I'd had a juice week, but the underdogs, the home teams and the totals all went seven and seven. So there was no straight trend. You could have played there and made money at least on those three categories. Year-to-date, the dogs have been barking, though. 61 and 46 against the number. Good for 57%. The road teams still winning at 56 and 52, but they're no longer covering the juice. That's 51.8%. And the unders, well, that's the big success story still. 65 and 42. 60.7% of the games have been going under. And once again, I expect those numbers to level out by the end of the year. Wouldn't be shocking to see them in the mid-50s When the season's all said and done. Best teams against the spread? Well, finally, Atlanta lost a game. So it's the Falcons and the Giants, both at six and one against the number. Bottom teams against the spread, Carolina, Denver, Jacksonville, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay are all two and five against the spread. Top over teams year to date, Cleveland and New Orleans are five and two. Top under teams, Dallas, Denver, Indianapolis, and Tampa Bay are all one and six to the under or to the over I should say and then I'm back to normal with a couple home dogs on the card this week but Bill as always I'll let you lead it off who do you got with play number one
1: well the first thing I have is the Jaguars at home in uh England in London against the Broncos at a two and a half point favorite I like the uh Jaguars here because of. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Entienne seem like they're clicking like they did back in Clemson. And no, no problem for Travis being the lead back now with James Robinson being traded to the Jets. The Jags, actually, I found they're really bad against the spread and they're really bad against the spread as favorites this year. But the one thing I found that's the only thing I can hang on to for this pick is the Jaguars are five and two against the spread against the Broncos in their last seven meetings. So I'm going to go with the Jaguars as a two and a half point home favorite over the Broncos. And what would your first pick be?
0: Well, I'm glad you picked that game because I almost picked Denver and we would have been head to head and I've lost so much on Denver already this year. It's going to spare me. You making fun of me for picking the Broncos. So I'm not going (laughs) to, yeah, I'm glad I'm not touching that one. Uh, My first pick is actually Carolina plus the four at Atlanta. I like the play, but remember, I'm on auto fade the rest of the year on the Falcons. I've said I am going against Atlanta in every single game the rest of the year. So I'm on the Panthers this week. But call me crazy, I actually like what I'm seeing out of P.J. Walker in Carolina. I even said to maybe sprinkle a little bit on that plus 1,800 to win Bill's division with the Buccaneers. That's how crazy I am right now when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. So I'm on Carolina plus the four. Bill, pick two. Who do you got?
1: I got the uh, Cardinals over the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Boo! I, I, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Well, you, we picked my bucks before too, <laughs> but the Cardinals are nine and two against the spread in their last eleven games when they're underdogs, and they're also eight and three in their, as underdogs in their last eleven games. But I really think that they can really play against the Vikings. I think they match up really well. I think that um, even though they have some injuries on the Cardinals' side, I think they're going to cover that spread. I like the I like the Cardinals over the Vikings. Another reason is because I just don't trust Kirk Cousins, and they've been. And the uh, the last stat I'll give you is the Cardinals are eight and and0 against the spread as away underdogs in their last game. So I like the I like Kyler Murray and the Cardinals to not win the game, but I think they're going to cover that three and a half point spread. So I guess we might be going against each other here. Am I getting that vibe?
0: Uh yes, we're against each other. Uh without a doubt, Bill. So, first of all, I'm going to talk about Kurt Cousins. This game is at 12 o'clock central. Uh, <laughs> no concerns about prime time there. Okay. I actually tossed four potential plays out on Twitter this week and had the voters vote on this play. They voted for my purple. So I'm backing the Vikings all the way here, minus the three and a half. Uh, last year, these two teams played an instant classic in the desert. The Cardinals survived on a Minnesota. 37-yard field goal miss in the final seconds. Kyler Murray killed the Vikes in that game, 400 yards passing. We know the Vikes struggle against the pass so far this year. They're ranked 28th. And with Hopkins on the other side, that is a concern. Minnesota, Minnesota, to Bill's point, does rank fourth in the luck rankings. They haven't played well against the spread. I would normally fade a luck ranking like that, but I firmly believe Minnesota has not played up near to their potential on offense this year. Believe it or not, Delvin Cook is yet to have a 100-yard game rushing this season. The Vikings have scored 24 or more points in their last four. That's good, but not great given the weapons they have. Yes, I know. I drink the purple Kool-Aid, so I think Minnesota should score 45 points every single game. But with a new coaching staff, I actually think the bye week is extremely valuable for a new staff because now they have a better understanding of what the talent can and can't do at game speed. I can't guarantee execution, but I fully expect the best game plan we'll see this year from Minnesota. So I'm on my purple minus the three and a half over Arizona. I happily go head to head against you in that one, Bill. Back to the three.
1: You know, my third pick is another team coming off a bye. It's the Detroit Lions at home against the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins are one of my AFC teams, you know, one of those teams from Florida that I like to follow. Um, But I think Detroit and I think Dan Campbell giving him a bye week and getting ready for Miami, who's coming off of a, a really good win for them. I think the Lions are really going to be prepared for them. They get DeAndre Swift back. I think they're going to have Amon St. Brown back, but I still don't trust Jared Goff, but I like him with this point spread at three and a half as a home dog. And the last, uh, they're six and O as home underdogs in their last six games. And they're also seven and two after they failed to cover in their last three games. So I think the Lions, with DeAndre Swift back, I think they have a running game. I think they have Jamal Williams. I think they score, they get ahead, and I think they keep going. But I still think that the Dolphins and Tua will come back and win that game, but I still think Detroit will cover that three-and-a-half-point spread. Are we going against each other here?
0: We're not, actually. I'm in agreement, but I do disagree. I think Detroit wins the game. On my picks that I don't have to pick the spread on, Actually, picked Detroit to win the game, so I like the lines in that spot. Um, don't put too much stock in them being an underdog because I think, with the exception of one game, they've been an underdog at home for the last five years, right? So, yeah, uh, they've had a lot of sample size, I guess. Uh, my play three, oh boy, this is ugly. It is Indianapolis minus the three over Washington. I circled this game before the year. I knew it was going to be Tyler Heineke against Sam Ellinger at QB in this one not Wentz against Matt Ryan. I knew it was going to be Heineke and Ellinger. Uh, I put money on the Colts this week to win the division for a reason. I still think this team has the pieces to win. Larry in New York, one of our great podcast listeners, he loves the trifectas in horse racing, but Matt Ryan hit the nightmare trifecta to start the year in the NFL. He led the league in interceptions with nine. He led the league in fumbles with 11 and he led the league in sacks with 24. That's hmm. not the kind of trifecta you want to hit. I call it addition by subtraction. With or without without experience, Sam Ellinger will move the Colts in a positive direction. The under might be a good play here, but I'm digging my heels in. Sam will spark the Colts' offense this week, so I'm going to lay the three with Indy over Washington. Back to you, Bill.
1: You know, I like that pick, but I, you know, I just can't, I couldn't pick that game because of the Taylor Heineke thing. I remember in 2020 when the bucks had to go up there and play him and they were an eight and a half point underdog and they, the bucks won by five. I mean, it's a really, he's really got a good record. He's four and zero against the spread as a starter. So we'll see. That'll be one of those fun games to watch from a handicapping point. You know, it's like, is Ellinger really worth the three points, but we'll see. So my fourth point or my fourth pick is the J E T S jets, jets, jets at home. Two and a half point underdogs. I love this pick. I think the jets, even though they lost Brees Hall last week, they do have Michael Carter. And I think Michael Carter has been an underrated back. I think this is his time to shine. I don't think you'll see James Robinson. Like we saw Christian, Christian McCaffrey last week, but I I just like the way that the jets are doing things. And I think, that it's going to be very disrespectful for them to see a banged up New England team coming in with two quarterbacks. And I remember somebody, you know, big said, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And I think he might, they might get out coached. They might lose this game, but the Jets and four, the Jets are four and one as underdogs in their last five games. And I just really got a good feeling about the Jets winning this flat out straight up. I mean, and I just I'm taking the Jets to cover that two and a half point spread. I really am gonna enjoy that game too. That's gonna to be a fun game to watch. And what's your last what take? I saw on
0: Monday night? I couldn't back the Patriots. Um I I was the last two games I eliminated were the Patriots and the Seahawks,
1: mm-hmm. and that'd
0: be going against the Jets and the Giants again. That didn't work out well for me last week, so I took them both off the card. <laughs> um, I don't like your play, Bill, but I wouldn't be shocked at caches, that's for sure. Cause Hey, New York's on fire right now when it comes to football. Uh, My fourth pick, the Houston Texans, plus the two and a half of the Tennessee Titans. Some of you might be able to wait to get this at three. Right now, it's at a minus 105. Is Ryan Tannehill playing with a bad ankle? Not sure quite yet. Tennessee, here's some of the reasons why I'm going to fade him. They're number one in the red zone this year. They're number five in the luck rankings. And they've won and covered four straight, including road games at Indianapolis and Washington. Houston's just won 4-1, and one, but a win gives them hope in this crazy division where maybe eight wins could win it. We'll find out. Davis Mills, well, he reminds me of a Major League Baseball pitcher. He has splits, and they're really defined splits. Last year, he had 12 touchdowns and only one interception at home, a 109 rating. On the road, he was only an 88 rating. This year, the home numbers are once again much better. I know Josh Jacobs ran all over the Texans last week, and Derrick Henry's coming to town this week. But I'm in fade mode on the Titans. Give me Mills and Pierce to get the job done. I'm on the Texans plus the two and a half.
1: The next game I'm look. Oh, I'm sorry. The next game I'm looking at is the 49ers traveling up, up to. I'm sorry, down to LA. I can't believe I said that. Um, at a you know one and a half point favorite. Go into L.A. Now I like the 49ers to cover that. I saw what they did with Christian McCaffrey after only two days of practice, and I think that the 49ers are just—they just own them right now. They're seven and zero against them against the spread since 2019, and they're five and zero against the spread in L.A. Playing this game, so I really like the 49ers. I think they—they're coming in. They got beat down yet last week. I think they're what do you call it? I think they're trying to make a really good play for it. I think they're trying to really make the playoffs. And I, I really do think that they're going to be, they are the better team right now. I think I don't think they have, I don't think the Rams have a running game. I don't think you'll, you might see cam Akers, You might not, he might be traded by then. We don't know, but you're going to see a lot more Christian McCaffrey. You're going to see a lot more drop-offs and screens and everything. And I think you're finally going to see what Christian McCaffrey can do with the ball in his hands. And I think, that coaching staff with what they can do with what they've done with Debo Samuel and what they've done with um, all their other players as far as Brandon Ayuk and uh, Jimmy G, I think you're going to see a really – I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. And I think the 49ers win straight up, but I think – I know it's going to be – I think it's going to be an easy cover, the one-and-a-half-point cover. So I really like the Niners going up or going down to L.A. I did it again. Going down yeah. to L.A. to – to beat the Rams.
0: Well, um, I wish you guys, I wish this was on like YouTube or something because I have a pencil on my hand. I'm old school and I'm going to go Lee Corso. Not so fast. My <laughs> friend we're head to head for the second time this week. We definitely have differing views on the games this week. That's for sure. I'm on the Rams plus the one and a half against the Niners I didn't expect these two records though. The Rams are three and three. The Niners are three and four. So I'm going to throw a bill of question here. When you look sure. at the 49ers and you see they got pounded, obviously, by the Chiefs last week, other than that, mm-hmm. which one of those other three losses against the Bears, Broncos, and Falcons did you like the best?
1: <laughs> you know what? Um, the Broncos, probably.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. But, I, I just wanted but, to point out they lost to the Bears, the Broncos, and the Falcons in addition to the Chiefs. Meanwhile, my Rams, yeah, they have three losses, but their losses were to the Bills, probably the best team in football. The Cowboys, not bad. And then San Francisco. And I get it. Shanahan owns McVeigh in the regular season, but McVay did win the game that mattered the most in the playoffs last year. Seven straight regular season win for the Niners. If that doesn't get the Rams fired up, I don't know what will. Next week, I think the Rams are coming to visit Bill in Tampa Bay. It's go time. The defending Super Bowl champions need to answer the bell. And San Francisco, they're tweaking things right now. Like Bill said, they just brought in McCaffrey. They're trying to change their offensive system. They didn't have a bye week. My Rams had a bye week to get ready for this. I absolutely love the Rams plus the one and a half of the Niners. This is a no doubter for me. There we so, go, Bill. We're head-to-head again. I love it. Okay, before we do the recap, favorite, uh, any, any response? I'll give you a response. We're in the political season. I've been watching a lot of debates on TV, so I'll let you respond since I took all the airtime there.
1: I just think there's a reason the 49ers are favored. I don't think there's a whole... I think I trust Christian McCaffrey. I think I trust Jimmy G. I don't trust the offensive line, but I think I trust... You know, those two guys, and then you t- you think about having Brandon Ayuk, and you think, I, I don't know, I just really trust those guys more than I trust. I don't trust Matthew Stafford, and I don't trust the running game. I mean, I know Daryl Henderson is a good running back, but he's no Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I know they've had three tough losses, but I think they finally got the piece back that they're missing with Elijah Mitchell. I think Christian McCaffrey is way better than Elijah Mitchell or Jeff Wilson. Just my opinion. And one other thing, too, with with that game, that's one of those games that goes – the teams go way back. You know, the The, the Niners have always owned the Rams, Rams until recently. And like I said, they were 7-0 and since 2019 against them straight up. So I just think that's one of those that you just can't see for the stats. It's just one of those things that – it's just a gut feeling for me. Just a gut feeling. If that's the one loss I have, then my gut's wrong, and we win again. So we'll see. Hopefully we split this week. Hopefully we go one and one against each other.
0: Yeah, we have a couple opportunities. I, I know one fan base is going to be very disappointed, either in the Niners starting three and five or the Rams starting three and four. I applaud the Niners going all in and getting McCaffrey though. Mm-hmm. That kind of stunned me that he didn't end up with the Chiefs or the Bills. But uh yeah, good for the Niners to make that move. I liked it. But I'll recap my five here first and then I'll throw it to Bill for his five. Uh once again, I'm on Carolina plus the four at Atlanta. I'm on my. Minnesota Vikings minus the three and a half against Arizona. I'm on Indianapolis minus three over Washington. I'm on the Houston Texas, plus, Texans plus the two and a half against the Tennessee Titans. And I'm on the L.A. Rams plus the one and a half over San Francisco. Bill, who do you got on your five again?
1: I'm on the Jags at a two and a half point favorite in England at 930 in the morning here in the East Coast. I'm at the Cardinals visiting your Vikings as a three-and-a-half-point underdog. I like the um, the Lions at a 35 home underdog. I also like the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 as a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home against the Patriots. I really think the wrong team is favorite there. And I like the 49ers traveling down to L.A. Again, I had to think about which direction they were going. I like the 49ers visiting with a point and a half favorite to the going against the Rams this Monday,
0: Sunday night. Sorry. Well, I think we're going to talk trash more so than we've ever done this year. So thank you for the card bill. And I'm going to leave everyone with, I think the greatest trend on this podcast so far (laughs) when bill is on with me, I am five and Oh having winning weeks when it comes to the national football league. The two weeks when Bill and I did not record together, I'm 0-2. We're together, Bill. I'm sorry. You're going down. I'm going to have a winning week. Okay. (laughs) So, as, as always, everyone, thank you for joining us. And Manage That Bankroll, don't chase money, have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's
0: office.